gentlemen, welcome to the Be The Man Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Denning. Excited to talk today about some some awesome stuff, man. And it's a great way to start the new year. So it's, it's a brand new year. Happy New Year, gentlemen. And we're over here, we're actually recording today from Riga, Latvia, uh, where we've been traveling with my family. We've been traveling through, spent a few weeks in Norway, which was just off the charts. We'll come back to that. We went into Denmark and then Sweden and then Finland. Actually, we stopped in the Åland Islands for a little bit and then to Finland and then to Estonia. Tallinn, Estonia was amazing. Man, one of my favorite old towns on the planet right there. And then now we're in, we are in Latvia, heading to Lithuania and Poland and on, just, just out having these epic, epic adventures with my family. And I wanted to share a gentleman today some some uh, distinctions, <laughs> some experiences we had, which is awesome. That's why we love to travel. Travel, you know, it just awakens the soul. And it's pretty interesting, you know, as a human race, uh, we've been nomadic for for millennia. And you get out and travel, and it just, it, there's something about it that's challenging and, and invigorating and awakens the soul. But one of the most valuable things we get from travel is the contrast. Right? You get to see different things. And, and if, if nothing else, if you got nothing else from any kind of travel experience or adventure, but the contrast, it would be worth it. So even if, like if you live in the city and you just go out to the countryside and you feel the difference, you see the difference, you notice it, you pay attention to the details, you'll feel different. Or if you live in the country and you go into the city and, and notice it, just be open to it, be curious, open up your curiosity. And then especially... If you can go to other countries, other cultures, other places. And we've been in, in multiple countries now. We don't speak the language. The language isn't anything close to English. And, and in some of the countries like Norway, everyone speaks perfect English there. It was amazing. But here in Latvia, very, very few people speak English. And it was the same in, in Estonia. Just fewer and fewer people. And especially when you get away from the cities, man, there's almost nothing. But, but the culture, the history. Oh, man, we've been just deep diving into the history. And it's so fun to watch my kids get into it as well and, and to love learning about the people and the place and what happened and why it is the way it is and why the people are the way they are. It's just so beautiful. So take your family out, gentlemen, and go see the world. Raise, raise your children to be global, globally-minded children and to see really across space and time because we're covering space, but then as we study history, go back in time Man, it's so incredible. It just expands the mind so much. It's such a beautiful experience. And so we've been out. Uh, we've been out for five or six weeks now. And we're going to be out for several months as we just kind of wander around the earth. And I know I know that sounds crazy and it's wild and it's unique and rare, but it's it's our family dream. We absolutely love to travel because of the people and the food, and the places, and the learning. It's, it's a massive educational experience, and the chance to connect with other good human beings, and serve when we can, and we just love it. So we're living our dream. And I hope that inspires you to live your unique family dream, whatever that looks like for you, to get out there and do it. But one of the contrasts we, we noticed was extremely palpable. We went to New York City, so we left, left home uh, went to New York City and spent the whole day there. And so we took the subway. It's the main subway from the JFK, which is a gigantic airport, into downtown New York. And then we walked around, uh, went out on a on a boat, saw the Statue of Liberty, and then walked through all the town and, 
and went down to Times Square. We, we, you, know, you get this experience at all. And it was around Christmas. There was so many people out. It was crazy. There was parts of the streets were literally just smashed. I was holding on to my kids and we were just shoulder to shoulder, just pressed with humans. And man, it was wild and crazy. So we're on this this train, the subway train going in. It was rickety, noisy. Uh, yeah, a couple of times felt like the train was going to come off the tracks. Uh, it was just rough, stop and go, and just bouncing all over the place. It was noisy. It was dirty. Um, there was there was graffiti everywhere. Uh, and they get into the subway stations, and and they were they were they were pretty sketch, man. It was just dirty, filthy, dark. Um, we, we were hitting stop after stop after stop, and every time the announcer would say, "There is a New York City police officer on standby if you need to report something." So every time it stopped, so you know you're hitting all these stops as you're going through. Every time, hey, there's a police officer on the platform if you need to report something, and and you're like, well, yeah, there's a there's a sense of of crime around, and then uh, there were a couple going in and coming out. There was a couple instances where guys just totally gone. Uh, some on alcohol, some on drugs. You tell they were just just high as a kite, gone. And then a few guys were sitting next to you, just screaming, screaming profanities and um, threats, and yelling, talking about racism. And I'm gonna, you know, beepity beep. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna oh, just going off, just crazy stuff, right? So there I am with my family. We have six of our seven kids with us. And, you know, the oldest is 18, the youngest is six. So I have the two little girls, and they're just like, like, what is going on? And, you know, I've, and I've been around rough things. I, I, was, I grew up in the streets as a teen and been around some rough things and travel all over the world and, and been in some rough spots. But to be there with your family and be around, you know, it, was, it was some serious threats. And um, got in again some rough spots. And then you go to New York City, and, and it, it, was, it was really disgusting. I mean, just, just everything was filthy. And it's trash, and and, and even, well, we went to some of the nice stores, right? And the and the, but you see it all like the bling bling. It's Times Square was like just all it is, just this massing, massive marketing section. It was really interesting. I mean, it was fascinating. I like going to New York. It was fascinating, and just this, you know, interacting with people and and the place and the, again the whole experience. You're going there for the experience, right? And it was really interesting. So then we we hop on a flight, we overnight into Oslo, Norway. And then we land in the airport, and it's pristine, clean, quiet. There was a section of the airport I walked over there. It was as quiet as a library. And they had these beautiful desks set up where you had the cubicles, and you could plug in your laptop, and, and there were people there working. And some guy, you know, he was he was quietly watching the World Cup, and... and and he, he like shouted out when, when they scored and, and everyone looked over like, oh, you're making noise, right? But it was just quiet. And in an airport, international airport, it was amazing. And it was, everything was so clean and neat and, and quiet and respectful. And the seats, there's plenty of seating and it was all like really comfortable seating. And then they had like longer ones where you could like lay down and, and take a nap. It was incredible. And then we get off, we take the main subway from the train from the airport into downtown. So, so we're essentially having the same experience we just had, right? Going from a major international airport into downtown. Now I realize Oslo is much smaller than New York City, but the train was silent 
like it was there was no noise it was smooth the subway stations were just super clean open tons of light no graffiti uh, the chairs were were very comfortable there was space for everybody everyone was cordial and kind and friendly and helping others on and courteous there was no smashing or pushing or jostling there was no foul language there was nobody screaming or yelling and there was no no signs the whole time i was in norway and we, we traveled over the entire country for uh, three weeks covered thousands of miles i didn't see any drugs or drunkenness and i would go out running too i'd run all over the cities where we were we took trains and subways and boats everywhere and flights i mean we we covered some serious ground didn't see any of that and my kids my kids pointed out the con they felt it. their power like that we walk on they're like wow look at this train station it's so open and so light and so beautiful and so clean and then we got on the train like wow this train is so quiet and so nice and smooth the ride was so smooth and made the stops there people on and off quickly and efficiently everything was on time and it, you, you just, almost like you just stepped up into luxury. And the interesting thing was it was so cheap. It was a tiny fraction of the cost for us to take about the same distance of a train from the main airport to downtown as, you know, in both, both directions, but it was a tiny fraction in, in Oslo as it was in New York. And, and it was this contrast. Then you get to the city and, and same, the city is actually the whole country. We, man, we just absolutely, the whole family loved Norway. And, and we got to check off some serious bucket list things from dog sledding, which was just magical and, and reindeer sledding and, and feeding the reindeer, getting around them and, and learning about the Sami people, the indigenous people up there and their culture. I'm um, seeing the Northern Lights going out um, on, on a cruise in the night in the bay and then cruising through the fjords, uh, taking these old scenic trains to the mountain passes. And man, it was, it was just off the charts the whole trip was absolutely spectacular but i wanted to lean into this principle of of that contrast there and and really when it came out when we were discussing it with our family and again this is a principle i want to pass along notice things like this go out and have experiences and then discuss them talk about what you see and what you experience what your kids see and what they experience and and learn how to glean the principles and the life lessons the the things we can learn and gain from from all the stuff we see and experience well w what came up in the discussion is like man the, over here in, in in norway especially but it was throughout scandinavia but particularly stood out in norway it's like there's just this commitment to quality now we we could talk about all the different well their government this or this uh, stuff or whatever and there's his and all these different things right but ultimately it comes down to we all have a choice and we can choose to do things well we can choose to do things poorly we can choose to tolerate mediocrity from ourselves and others or we can choose to have a standard of excellence we can choose to do things in a shoddy way just you know cut corners just try to get it done, you know, try to hide things, sneak things, do whatever, just do the, the, the bare minimum, which is what so many people do. It's just like this, they have a commitment to do the bare minimum, as little as, little as possible. Or you can choose to walk this higher road. Yes, it's more work, 
but it's absolutely more reward. And, and you can do it in every area of your life. Right now, I, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine who, who has a big company and, and he was talking about how he went out with one of his work crews and he was talking to him and he's like, hey, what are you guys working on? And they're like, well, we have all these, we have a certain number of jobs. And he's like, hey, well, when are you going to get those done? And he's like, well, they don't have to be done until you know, the end of February. So we have a couple months, so we'll get them done. And he's like, wait a minute, but I thought you told me before that your capacity is to do twice as many in like a week and a half or two weeks. And, or or it's a much, much shorter time. He's like, well, yeah, we can, but we're, and he's like, why aren't you? He's like, well, because it doesn't have to be done. And he's just, it was just a simple mindset of like, well, I, I could do all of that work in two weeks, but since it doesn't have to be done for eight weeks, we'll just spread it out over the eight weeks, right? <laughs> he's like, well, wait a minute. Why don't you just get it all the work done and then move on to something else, more project, more revenue, more, more things you can do. Like, let's move on. And those kind of things pop up all the time in our life in all kinds of different aspects. So my invitation today in this the brief episode is just to look through every area of your life and say, where, where could I improve with a commitment to excellence. And I think you guys, you guys know this. This is a great group of, of men and and you've been doing some things really well in your life. And I think for the most part, as I as I work with people all over the world, it's usually they do a few things really well. They have some kind of commitment, but then they let other things slide. They'll they'll have one aspect of their life is like, man, everything's clean and neat and orderly and excellent. It's just all dialed in and organized and productive effective. And then other areas are like, yeah, yeah, I didn't get to that. Or they, it's almost like they, they don't care or they don't want to be bothered by that or they just haven't put the effort in there. And then, of course, there's some that just kind of are a little bit shoddy or sloppy or mediocre and everything. But in life, gentlemen, like I say all the time, in life you get what you tolerate from yourself and from others, from your environment, from everything. And if we would all just commit to quality, commit to quality. And, and I know this, this started with me, because uh, I, I didn't grow up like this, but it started with me of like um, going through gear or tools or uh, equipment. You, you'd buy something because you wanted to save a little money. And so you buy something, but then it just breaks. And so you oh, see, then it just breaks. And you buy it again, and you buy it again, and buy it again. It actually, so cheap, it becomes really expensive because it keeps breaking and it's frustrating. It's irritating. It doesn't work. It doesn't do what it's supposed to do, right? And so finally, I got to try some some higher quality gear, and I think I actually um, ended up getting some used gear for cheap somewhere, and that was my like first exposure and experience to really expensive good gear, and I was like, whoa, this is a totally new level of awesome. And so then we slowly it was it was unfortunately it was a long transition. I wish I had had a mentor, a coach to say, look, no, the the sooner you invest in quality. Like the longer it lasts, the better it'll be. And so then I started buying quality things. And I still, I still have things I bought in my early 20s, like uh, especially like outdoor gear, um, adventure gear, backpacking gear, camping gear, things like that, that just super high quality. And it still works great. And I still use it all the time. Like my all-time favorite sleeping bag, I think I bought when I was, uh, man, what was I? I think I was 19, man, 19 or 20. And it, it's a it's fully down um sleeping bag that is it's like 800 fills, still my favorite bag. <laughs> and I still use it. My kids love it. It's their favorite bag. It's amazing. And so 
and I have a belt. I'm wearing a leather belt that I bought like 20 years ago. And, and so when I realized, man, you start investing in quality and, and it's worth it. And so we started investing in nicer things. And then we started doing things nicer, started keeping things nicer, started um, everything we wanted in our life we would do with better quality. So the invitation today is I want you to do this. Just go through every aspect of your life. Mind, body, spirit, relationships, finances, whatever. Take your car, your desk, your, your, your physical appearance, your, your whole body inside and out, your clothes, uh, shoes, your closet, your bedroom, your bed. Your, so even this, like you're going to spend a third of your life in your bed. Uh, it's worth investing in a great mattress and a great pillow. And then like everything to like down to the, even the deodorant, right? My deodorant is like 12 or $13 for a stick of deodorant because we get the best stuff that's natural with no chemicals in it. And same with our soaps and shampoos. Um, we don't, you know, okay, here's a perfect example of vegetable oils and like canola oil. I mean, those seed oils, they're the worst, worst thing for your body. They're so poisonous and toxic and they're crazy cheap. There's just every grocery store has just aisles of them and it's, it's so toxic, so cheap. But if you want to get like, compare that with like coconut oil, right? Coconut oil is a great, a great product and it's so much more expensive. And, but it's worth it, right? There, there's that investment in quality. So it's the quality of your food. And it's the quality of the work you do. Everywhere. Every little thing. And it's like James Allen pointed out. It's like, look, if you're not, if you're not willing to do, do great work in small things, and you do things with high quality, then, then you'll never have the opportunity to do great work in the big things. And so it has to start, and that's been my experience in life, the more I've been committed to quality, everything else has started to change. Because people notice. From the way you carry yourself to the way you speak, right? What, what's the quality of your language? Some of you are just foul-mouthed and, and just speak about whatever. The Spanish word, groserias, but like just, just whatever, just foul, gross things. But it's the quality of your music. It's the quality of your, the movies you watch, quality of books, quality of of everything you're doing, right? And so comb through your life. Go through your marriage, uh, your each of your relationships with your kids, how you spend your time, the quality of the apps you have on your phone, the quality of the conversations you have with family or friends or colleagues, uh, the quality of your treatment with your patients, uh, your, your commitment to quality in how you deliver the goods with whatever it is you do your commitment to quality with uh, your financial situation. So you can take and assess everything, right? The whole triple trifecta that I've talked to you guys about, like the, it's the whole backbone of, of the Be The Man uh, movement, the masterclass, the tribe, everything is built on this triple trifecta. So you can go through mind, body, spirit, which is the first one. And are you fit and you committed to quality in your mind, quality mind and quality education, quality thinking, quality mindsets. Are you committed to quality in your spirit? and your spiritual connection, and your practices, and your values, like high, high quality values, gentlemen. Are you committed to quality with every aspect of your body, like I just mentioned? Then the second trifecta is family, and that's your marriage, your parenting, your family legacy. Are you committed to absolute quality in your marriage? Examine that, examine every aspect of that. 
how you in interact with each other, how you serve each other, how you understand each other, yourself and your marriage. How are you dating and courting and, and serving and loving? Are you patient and tolerant and helpful? Are you, are you studying it? Are you, are you going out regularly? You guys have, you know, are you getting away? Like I have already on our calendar for this year, we have romantic getaways for my birthday in Warsaw and for uh, our anniversary in, I think we're going to be in, man, where are we going to be? It's, I think either, um, yeah, we're in, we're going to be in Istanbul and then for our anniversary, I think we'll be in Jerusalem. And then, uh, we have a you know family trip to Scot Scotland. I mean, so I already have, I already have three or four romantic getaways planned with my wife. Um, and, and we get away all the time and we, we go on dates all the time, like, I try to do two dates a week if we can, um, or or more, right? But like, are you committed to that quality of relationship and then the quality of the relationship with each of your kids? And I'm talking real, true quality, not checking the boxes, not going through the motions, not you know a little bit better than the neighbor, but like genuine, true quality. Are you committed to that? And does it show? Is it palpable? Is it obvious? Does, does everyone? Who, you and they and everyone that sees it notice like, man, that's a commitment to quality and your family legacy. Do you have, are you committed to quality in your family legacy? Or are you just kind of doing what you've always done and doing what your parents did or doing what the people around you do? And don't, do not base your life and your family legacy on what most people do. Because what most people are doing is, is another manifestation and definition of mediocrity. It's doing what most people do. It's average, right? And you do not want average results, especially with a family legacy. Are you committed to quality in your family legacy? And then the third trifecta is finances. It's your income. Are you committed to quality with your income? Your expenses, are you committed to quality with where your money goes and how you manage it? And investments, are you committed to quality in your investments? And and the quality of each investment, but also the quality of life in the whole thing of investing, saving and investing. Like, are you moving your life forward and your legacy forward financially with high quality and your friendships? And again, all of your interactions, your engagements online. How are you online? Some people get online and they're absolute monsters, especially if they have some kind of alias or some kind of, you know, they can hide behind some fake name or something and they don't, they just are absolute trolls. <laughs> Man, it's terrible and it's embarrassing and it's pathetic. That is pathetic. Well, what about your engagements and your commitment to quality with, with all your interactions, just with strangers? Okay, here's the next level, fellas. How you handle difficult people. Are you committed to quality of your interaction when things are challenging? Or how about, gentlemen, when it's inconvenient and uncomfortable. See, that's, that's the real mark of manliness right there. It's not anyone can, can do things well when it's easy and comfortable and convenient, but only a real man keeps his commitment to quality when it's tough, when it's difficult to do when it's challenging and frustrating entertainers and especially when there's unexpected setbacks and obstacles 
Will you maintain your equipment commitment to quality? Will you be consistent? See, see, very few people are consistent. Very few people are committed to quality. And of those few, even fewer will stay committed when it gets hard. And of those, very, very few will maintain that course and hold that high standard and commitment to quality when it's tough. But that, my friends, is my invitation for all of us. That we look through every aspect of what we do and commit to do it with quality. And again, you get what you tolerate. So if you, to if you tolerate like pathetic things, then, then that's what you get. If, if the, that light switch has been broken forever, if the sink's been leaking, if the garage door squeaks and barely opens or doesn't open at all, or, or there's that little thumping sound in your car, or the stain you never, you, you've been talking about cleaning it up or whatever, or that old shirt just needs to be gone because it looks ridiculous. Like whatever it is, just do it. So pick, my guess is you probably got a few things, right? I bet there's a few things in your life whether it's at the office or at home or just in your attitude or behavior, maybe, and maybe it's even like you've just been angry, you're explosive, you have a temper, or you're just snappy, or you've just been kind of doing shoddy work, you're just, just doing the bare minimum. Whatever it is, I bet there's a few things you know right away, like, you know what? I either you, you A, you haven't yet committed to quality, or you let your commitment go. So my invitation today, gentlemen, be the man, level up that commitment to quality. Take the things in your life that are important and do them well. And yes, they matter. If it's in your life, you, well, you better examine whether it's worth keeping in your life. Everything that's in your life ought to have a very dang good reason for being there. A very good one. If it doesn't have a phenomenal reason for being in your life, get rid of it because life is too precious and too, too limited actually to have all kinds of unlimited crap, trash, low quality things in your life. So if it's in your life, it ought to be quality. It ought to be worth it. And it's worth maintaining that commitment to quality. And my, my promise to you is that as you begin to level up from the inside out, right? It's all, it's all about the inside job. You commit first inside, it, that, that inside work in your head and in your heart, your soul, and then it creates that outward manifestation. Watch what happens. It starts to have that cascade, beautiful, beautiful cascade effect to every other part of your life. People notice, opportunities start showing up, things start working out in seemingly miraculous ways, and heaven and earth moves in your favor, and awesome things just happen. It is so fantastic. So that's my assessment is part of being a real man is being committed to high quality in every way. So let's make that happen. Gentlemen, share this. Thanks for listening to this. Uh, if, you, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, enjoying the interviews, uh, if you have recommendations, reach out, recommend uh, guys you'd like me to interview. Um, go ahead and leave a review for me up to five stars. Um, like it, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet, and share this with friends, family, colleagues. Share this with your team, right? Share this specific episode. If you lead a team or your family, share it with them so that you all get on the same page of like, hey, wait a minute, we, we, can, 
we can, and again, you'll see this contrast all over the world. Uh, I was traveling with, uh, with, with a friend one time in, in Guatemala. And he just posed this question because it's such a beautiful landscape, but there's just garbage everywhere and things are done shoddy. And he said, man, I wonder what the Germans or the Swiss would do with this, right? And it was such a cool contrast. And every time I go back to Guatemala, I think of that. Like, man, the, the Swiss live up in the mountains. And if you took all the Swiss people and you transplant them to Guatemala, Guatemala would be an absolute paradise. It would look like a postcard within just a, a few years. And if you took Guatemalans and you took them over to Switzerland, unfortunately, sadly, uh, Switzerland would look like a trash hole in just a few years or less. And it's, and again, I'm not faulting a lot of them because they don't know any better. It's literally a lack of education. But somebody's got to say, hey, let's raise the quality of education. So it raises the people, and raises the standard. And, and people have to step up and be community leaders and say, hey, we're not going to tolerate this. Everyone here in this neighborhood, we all need to speak well and treat each other nice. And we all need to paint up our houses and make it look nice. And nobody's going to throw trash around here. Because we're all gonna have, there's going to be consequences for that. And we, we, we live better than that. We're going to raise our standards. So we lead out and we lift and lift and lift. And we raise standards. Now it's not, you don't do it like stinking HOA. I, I, <laughs> you guys know this about me. I hate HOAs because they're doing it the wrong way, right? It's just somebody just anal and upset and ornery and doesn't have any real purpose or meaning in their life and running around and just, ugh. And they're finding people, and it's just, it's the wrong way to do it. It's not a commitment to quality, right? So there's a way about going about it. And as you lead with this in yourself and your family and your team, lead the right way. Lead. Don't, don't, don't manage, don't beat, and don't punish or manipulate. Set it by example and inspire people so they all, so everybody wants those things. They want excellence. Inspire them to commit to, to high quality. Well, let's make this happen in our lives. Take action on it. Gentlemen, get after it right away. And as always, be the man.